All right, it's a new week. It is the Swing the Twig podcast. It is September 20th, 2021. I'm Tommy Franks, and we are in a new studio today, but nevertheless, we are here this week. Happy Monday, or whatever, whatever day of the week you decide to listen. But we always keep it relevant every single week. Um, Dom DeRosa is out, as well as Ethan Dewar this week. And Justin Riemann is with me in the studio. Justin, what's what going on? All, what's going on? I'm ready. How are you doing? Yeah, do, not doing too bad. So... Uh, a little bit of announcement to make, and we were told we can make the announcement, and this has been Ooh. in the works for a little bit. Um, we've known about it, but now it's finally, we were a little worried about it, but Dom Dom is not here today. Um, he Today, believe it or not, September 20th, mark this down, if you're a huge fan and you're a huge listener of this podcast, Dom DeRosa's first day of FanDuel was today. <laughs> Let's go. Don DeRosa's first day of FanDuel is in the works. He's still he is still at home right now. Hard, hard at work, we are hoping. Hard at work. Hard at work on FanDuel. And honestly, probably the best thing about him working for FanDuel is the fact that he doesn't that he has no time to be watching his Padres. I mean, right? I mean that's You're not wrong. That's the best thing, is that he can't watch his San Diego Padres who are slumping so badly. Um, but who am I to talk, right? I mean, all I mean, if you think about it, all four of our teams are slumping. So with that said, where do we go, Justin, uh, to our uh, favorite things we saw throughout this week? Is there a favorite thing that I saw is the question. With I mean, all it's a, it can be anything around the league, right? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I'm going to say one last thing about my Nats before they're completely gone. Juan Soto hit a bomb to not get swept by Colorado. It was 454 feet nice homer yeah Juan Soto still killing it he's carrying the Nats um that has been you know I was gonna you know I'm actually I'll save it for my bro of the week but I gotta tell you the Blue Jays are still you know carrying on they're getting a little cold but guess who's even colder the New York Yankees so cold um and again I don't want to you know delve too much in the New York Yankees because we'll talk about that later on of course but that's just been an awful, awful struggle. And the New York Mets struggling. Yeah, that's why I say all four of our teams are in a huge, horrible slump. Yes, they are. I mean, well, if you think about it, every single one of our teams will more than likely miss the playoffs at this rate. Not y- one team. Yankees have the closest right now, right? Are the closest, but I mean, where are we? I mean, as I get the wild card up here, uh, one and a half out from Toronto, which seems so far out because we're not playing so well. Um, that's why, I mean, a lot of Yankee fans will agree with me on this. I, you know, I've been saying now we have to look at the other teams and see, we have to root for our competitors, opponents, because at this point we can't seem to win games on our own major, major issues. I mean, yesterday, I mean, think about it. I mean, the past, I guess we should get into the Yankees now, shall we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? Um, all right. Well, Think about it. We go we go Friday night, right? Justin and I were in the stadium Friday night in the Bronx. Uh, easily, Delta Sky Suite, shout out. They they crush Cleveland, eight nothing, blowout win. Um, you know, it was probably the best one of the better Yankee games of the year in terms of performance, without a doubt in my mind. Um, they what did they show after that? They got blown out. Next two days they got blown out. We picked the right night to go. Yeah. And it's, it's unreal because 
Friday night was the night Corey Kluber comes out, and he's still, you know, we're still experimenting. We're not experimenting, but we're trying to get an ease him back in, right? Because he had that long 60-day IL injury, and now, you know, now he's in. He looked good. He, he, yeah, he pitched really well. It was his first start in his career against his former team, the Cleveland uh, Indians, Guardians, whatever they want to be called. Cleveland baseball team. The Cleveland no, baseball. I'm playing. The Cleveland. The Cleveland baseball team. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, I like the Indians. I like, well, I don't know. I don't know on that one which one I like better, Indians or Guardians. Uh, but either way, the Yankees destroy them on Friday night. Saturday, they get ripped apart, like 14-3. to 3. Sunday, they get torn apart 11-1. to 1. That's just... So uh, do the math on that one. How much did they get outscored by that math? 25-4? to 25-4. to 4. And you give up more than 10 runs. And to the Indians, too. Or, or Guardians, excuse me. They gave it up to Cleveland. And Cleveland now takes two out of three in a series that we thought, based off of Friday night, the Yankees were going like to take sweep. easily. Yeah, at least two out of three. And especially, you know what was even worse about that? They looked unstoppable Friday night. I mean, everyone from Aaron Judge to Brett Gardner but, was hitting bombs. But this is something I talk about with, with Yankee friends of mine. And, and it still rings true. The home, they still live and die in the home run ball. They still live and die in the home run I ball. I mean, look at Friday night when we went. That's so accurate. I mean, how many runs did the Yankees score on Friday night with, with like, as base hits? Just just normal base hits in the ballpark. Was there any, or were they all one. off? There was one. Urshela, okay. Urshela oh, that's, got that's one. That's right, that's right. When we were walking the concourse. Urshela got one, and then Gardy hit a three-run home run. And, you know, it looked pretty good. I mean, if you're if you're a guy who likes home runs, that was the game for you. But that's not the way the Yankees should be performing every single night. It's 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 embarrassing. I mean, this is the way they've been playing for years. And it's the way they're shaped, I guess. Yeah, you make a good point that that's the way they've been playing for years. Because you look back at a guy like Derek Jeter, A-Rod, um, Robinson Cano, I, I, I think immediately to the homers. Yeah, even, even a guy like A-Rod wasn't as bad as selfish in his at bats as these guys are. I mean almost every almost every guy in that lineup is is you know is getting selfish at bats. They're going for the for the fences. They're swinging for the fences. Guys like Joey Gallo, I mean Gallo was on a hot run before he had this neck tightness injury on Giancarlo Saturday. goes a lot, I'm going to say. He he does. Yeah, he go he swings for the fences too, but in fairness to him, you know, he you know every ball he hits if he gets it if, if he, he gets, gets it accurate it, and it's out, that's it's not. I nice. mean, if he hits a pop fly, it's going out. That's the thing with Stanton. Um, that's just the way he's built. I mean, that that's just on another level. But the Yankees can't can't handle this 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 way. They're not going to win a World Series with this type of team. I mean, is that obvious now? Yeah, with the, them getting well, almost out of the wild card if they don't make it. And I think this is what's happening. Well, the Padres do less of this. Dom's team, but this, but the Padres do something similar. Um, but again, you know, not as much, but you know, they're a team that, you know, likes to go for the home run ball, just like the Yankees. And we're seeing with a lot more baseball teams, the Dodgers are a great example of this. As much as I bash Dodgers on this podcast, uh, the Dodgers really, they play, they keep it in, in the park. They keep it in the park. They have fast guys. They just acquired Trey Turner. Who's like the fast, one of the fastest in the league. And, and, the, and Trey had an in the park home run because of his speed. He didn't hit one out when he, when he first joined the Dodgers. So just pointing that out there too. He got an RBI single on a ground ball 
on a ground ball that's on ninety nine percent of players in Major League Baseball is a ground out. At the, at last He's week amazing. Against, against I miss Arizona. him. I miss him. And every Nats fan should miss him. I mean, that's. <laughs> but yeah, Trey Turner. But guys like Trey Turner are example to why our testament to why the Dodgers play the way they do. And as much as I'm going to bash that team, I can't deny that. I mean, that te- that's the way the team. That's why that's the way the game should be played. Yankees were doing a couple things during the, the winning streak. Yes, they were hitting home runs, but they were stealing bases. They were hustling. They were moving around. The, they were running around the diamond. They were, you know, they seemed energetic every day because they felt like they needed to keep the winning streak going. So they kept playing up to a high standard to do so. Now that it died down, the energy's back down again. I'm going to ask you again what I asked you last week. Mm-hmm. Boone surviving? Is he going to see another day? I think he has a, well, Obviously, he's going to make it to the end of the year, without a doubt. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if the Yankees miss the playoffs going into next season. I think there's a strong chance. I think they'll consider it, uh, at the very least. And I think that's, you know, I think that's the consensus among the Yankees' uh, beat writers as well when they get asked that question. And I think the, same, I think the answer is still the same. You know, if the Yankees miss the playoffs, then you got to at least consider it. Yeah, at least think about it. Do you think they're just going to look at this year and not 2019 with the Astros cheating? Uh, you talking about 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 his like you know his his progress as a manager? 2019 his resume. And as I said last week, 2019 was probably Boone's best year as a manager. I think 2017 was more players carrying the the carrying the way. 2019 was an unreal job by Aaron Boone regarding injuries and what he had to deal with with bringing guys down. Um, from the minors, I mean, I could go down a long list of guys who contributed to that team. Guys that are now playing, like Arshella, um, who were seen as bench guys, are now starters. And, and and Duhar, who was the one he was playing for, is now trying to get back into the lineup. But yeah, Aaron Boone did a fantastic job in uh, in 2019 as with the next man up mentality, as I said last week. But this year. Uh, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough, and I think any rational person would argue that. And if you, even if you don't, even if you like the manager as a, you know, I, I like Aaron Boone as a person. I've always liked Aaron Boone. As yeah. a person. great guy. Seems like a very well-intentioned guy. I think there's other factors in there to why he manages the way he is, and I don't think he's able to manage the um, to the to the effect that he should. Um, and I don't think part of it is his fault. Uh, you know, that's more of a management thing, but that's just what I can observe because Boone's got a baseball mind. He, yeah. He's not dumb. I think Boone knows more baseball than you or me or anyone anyway, in my family. I, I and, and another thing I want to say is Boone is in one of the biggest markets in the country, one of the biggest markets in New York City. Right. So he has 10 times the amount of pressure compared to someone in a smaller market. And that's a good point. Someone like, I don't know, uh, you can compare him like, I mean, even Davey Martinez, right? Yeah, even Davey Martinez. New York, I say New York and L.A., whoever manages them every year, they have the most pressure. Yeah, and especially in New York, you know, you're going to get the loudest, uh, the Bronx cheers or boos. And that's the way it's going to be. They're not going to boo Aaron Boone, obviously, because you can't really boo a guy with the last name similar. Or at least you can, but no one's going to know. But I think he actually said that once. He said, he said you can't <laughs> boo my... Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't boo me. Um, but yeah, again, and like, and Yankee fans are very, you know, intolerant of anyone who's slightly underperforms. That's been the common trend among the Yankee fan base, and and I understand that. You know, there's patience involved with managerial stuff, players especially performance. 
Look what we just saw with Joey Gallo before he got slightly injured. Um, you know, it takes a while for guys to, you know, get going. And I think, yeah, a lot of times as Yankee fans, we get impatient. Um, and because that's the way the ownership used to be. Remember George Steinbrenner? He's always firing guys on the spot. Um, ever since Brian Cashman came as a general manager in 96, late 90s, um, the culture has really changed. And I'm not saying it's for the worse or for the better, because I, th- I do think a more patient approach is best. Um, but Brian Cashman's very proud to state that he never fired a manager in the middle of a season. So that kind of, you know, yeah. there's some precedence there. So, yeah, Boone stays to the end of the season. But as far as next season goes, I think that's a major question mark at this point. Yeah, but probably no one knows the answer to. Yeah, I, I, I don't think any journalist can answer that question either as far as confirm- uh, to be absolutely so sure about it. I think it's a really up in the air, honestly. You, got, you just got to take it one day at a time with him, I guess. Yeah, and again, you know, we'll see what he does in the next few days. And I do, I do see that he's got a bullpen that's tired a lot, of, a lot of the time. And I see the Nationals did the same thing. That's which is why, you know, both, both bullpens will crash and burn yes. uh, towards the end just because, you know, you take starters out too early. But that's also a boom problem. And it's been one of my major criticisms of him, if anything, is that he's taking starters out way too early. Now, if that's his decision or not, I don't know. I, I, I'm very coordinated re- with the bullpen. Yeah, I'm very reluctant. Yeah, I'm very reluctant to blame Boone half the time because I don't know what he's actually doing. I doubt this is actually him making like saying this is my decision. I think there's analytics guys involved in the baseball operations, and I'm not you know trying to give up some not get into politics like conspiracy theories and shadow government stuff. Like there's analytics guys behind the scenes for every major league baseball team. I don't know if Aaron Boone is uh, listening to those guys for everything. I don't know if he's making gut decisions on his own. I doubt he is, right? I mean, no. taking starters out way too early, and a lot of these starts, like 80-some pitches, they're gone. These are not guys that just come off the IL either, right? Yeah, it's all of them. It's, it's such an issue. Well, all right, enough of the Yankees because we know, we know they're pretty much a, uh, a done team at this point. And my, remember my prediction of them winning the AL East? That was shot. Well, I mean, I, I, I thought they were, too. They had that hot winning streak, and I thought they, they were the team to beat. And, you know, they became the most inconsistent team of the season we saw. And I think LeMayu admitted that fairly. Um, all right, let's go now to the, uh, I guess, should we get into the, the San Diego Padres? Uh, whatever you want. Uh, let's, let's, let's do it. All right, well, Dom's not here, unfortunately, because he's working for uh, the books today. But... But, you know, the Padres, where do we start with the Padres? Well, let's just get to the point. Talk about Machado Tatis. Uh, what do you want to call it? Because it's I don't want to call it a, a little altercation because it, because the media made it look like an altercation. And that's the problem with social media and all that. People will start retweeting like, oh, the Padres dead. Look at that bad chemistry. Fernando Tatis is a hothead. That's the big problem with social media. What do, what do you what did you think about that whole thing? Well, if anything, Machado was the hotter head, as far as I saw. And of course, the video is out of context. Um, you know, we don't see the beginning of it. We don't see you know when they walked in the dugout and stuff. You don't see what gets brought up originally. Right, right, right. We do know that uh, based on you know people were filming right next to the dugout. You saw, and yeah. Machado was yelling out like it's not all effing about you or whatever. Um, I heard that part. 
But we didn't get to hear what Tatis said. And it didn't look like Tatis was starting anything because it looked like Fernando was being pulled away from Machado. Yes. Machado was still going it, after it him. It looks like they were, yeah, they were the people in the dugout were trying to break them up. They were trying to break you up. They were trying to stop it. Yeah, and Tatis tried to break away and, and you know, be civil and, and everything. And then Machado still... Machado went, fur- he went further. Yeah, so I, I don't know what to think. I really don't know what to think of the whole situation. That's unbelievable! But it's... Uh, yeah, the Padres missing out of the playoffs. I mean, it's a good chance at this rate. Uh, Dom, Dom, I want to know how you're feeling right now. I know, I know you want your manager fired. Dom, Dom has been very, you know, but, Dom has been very adamant about Jace Tingler uh, since the start of this podcast. He's always said he's not a fan. He, Dom is safe to say Dom's not a fan. Dom's not really a fan of a lot of coaches on the Padres either. As he's talked about Larry Rothschild, and I can speak to that as a Yankee fan because he was, you know, pitching coach for the Yankees for the longest time. Uh, but Dom talking about, I, I mean, there is some merit to that argument. There's a lot of coaches now that feel that, and especially on the Padres, that they could be gone very soon. I think this season they're making the playoffs. I think it's a bust. Um, they just were had this, you know, slam Diego going. They were hot, and we went to see them play against the Washington Nationals. And they, what was it? They it was looked, twenty. They looked dynamite. They looked unstoppable. It looked like it was going to be Yankees and Padres back then in the World Series. And look where we are now. Turn of events. San Diego's three and a half. Uh, by the way, they're tied with the Phillies. If the you can Phillies. believe it. So San Diego's three and a half behind uh, St. Louis. Uh, Dodgers ran away with. They already clinched the playoffs, but the Dodgers, uh, Dodgers at least are running away. Uh, San Francisco, by the way, has um, what is it? They only have a game ahead of the Dodgers, so that's another. Uh, that's a tight division still. That it's is, going to be. That is all three of those teams. Yeah, the Do- the the Giants won't clinch that division more than likely if they if they do end up winning it. They more than likely won't clinch it until the final week. Um, the Dodgers already have a lock somewhere, either the division winners or the wild card game at home at Dodger Stadium. Um, the Cardinals are right now the way it looks. The St. Louis Cardinals are projected to play the Dodgers in the wild card game at Dodger Stadium. Ooh, no more Reds. Who wins that game? I mean, this is a, all right. Let's keep in mind St. Louis is a team that was struggling to safe to say in the first half of the year. Offense was abysmal. Um, and now look where they are. I just gotta go with the Dodgers. They're just they're too powerful. Yeah, and it depends on the pitching matchup. And I remember what's I remember us talking about this last week, and and I think we actually yeah we all agreed starting Scherzer was the best move. And I said throw Bueller in the bullpen, keep uh, his cleats I, on. I, I like the idea because when I, I I think of the Nationals when they went on their long run and they that's what they did with Corbin. I, got, I know Corbin isn't as good compared to these really good aces the Dodgers have but it's all I like I like that strategy of putting another stutter in the bullpen yeah I, I mean there's no, no doubt in my mind that the that 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 would work out and especially considering you have what two or three two days in between the wild card game and the uh game one to rest so you know worst case scenario you're already throwing the starter in the back end of that series uh of that uh NLDS for the Dodgers you could just throw you know uh if Bueller ends up pitching, throw him in the back. Exactly. It's not a horrible. You no, know, it's not horrible. And the Dodgers are loaded in pitching anyway. They had exactly. Urias is or Urias or Urias, dynamite. Has has only lost what three games this year? He's on fire. Um, I, just, I I think they have a good starting rotation. I think 
it's do or die in these one one game series wild card games. So you gotta put you gotta play like everything's on the line because everything is on the line. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's the most. Yeah, I, I. It's hard to determine who's gonna win that division. Honestly, I see San. I see San Francisco. Just they keep grinding and grinding. Seven and three in their last ten. Um, you know they lost last night, I believe, to Atlanta. Um, but either way. San Francisco is, you know, looking strong still. The offense is still grinding. When you, just when you think San Francisco's offense is dead for a few innings, right? They're not getting any runs. They could be down three in the ninth inning. And then it's just like a switch. They just they just flick it on and they just start lighting know, it up. They start grinding away every at bat. Every at bat is, you know, meticulous, very methodical. Uh, patience is incredibly high for that team. And that's why they are where they are. They're just built differently in terms of discipline than other teams. You watch one Giants game, you'll notice that. I don't even think it has anything to... I know Dom talked in the first episode about cheating, right? Yeah. Against the Giants. I don't... You know, I think it's just hard work the way you watch these guys, right? It is. Yeah. Um, so that would be a great, you know, finish. All right. Let's get into the Nats now. Have you seen anything good out of the Nationals? Do we? Uh, well, besides that nice Soto home run, the closeout second to last series of the season. And, uh, actually, you know, actually, I'm going to take a different approach to Go this. Go ahead. Let's say, I'm going to say yes, because I've been really hard on these young prospects. And, you know, one guy, Carter Keeboom, you say all the time, I am hard on. And he is he's getting better. I, I will I will say that. I apologize to Carter Keeboom. He has made a lot of progress since game brought up, a lot more than last year. And he looked last year, and he uh, he has a lot of potential. He's a good. In, we already knew he was a good infielder, but now he's he's doing something that Nats players don't usually have. They usually can't play both ends, and I like what I'm seeing out of Carter, and that's that's encouraging for next year. I like Lane. Is it Lane Thomas? Lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Lane Thomas. This guy just came up out of nowhere. He took Victor Robles' place in the lineup, I believe, because Robles was sent to the minors. Lane Thomas has been very exciting. Right. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, Soto, obviously, but that's the obvious. But I mean, yeah. but these young these young prospects. Um, Josiah Gray again. I was gonna say, what do you think of him? I I I I really like him. He's our future. He's on the future of our uh, rotation, especially especially with Joe Ross having Tommy John for the second time in his career. Ross could be done. Strasburg's out till twenty twenty two, and I I I think Strasburg just needs to hang it up. Unfortunately, we definitely overpaid him with that contract, but. I, I think Strasburg needs to hang it up. So Josiah Gray is, has been an essential piece to the team and will be essential moving on. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I think the team, and I've told you this, I've always liked the Nationals. I've always liked the offense of the Nationals the way they're, even now, I think there's so much progress to be made. I think there's so much potential for the Nats. I, I don't care if they're losing a lot of games. I think they lose more than half their games due to bullpen. Oh no, no doubt. That's what we need to. That's what we need to do. We need to not trade prospects away, good prospects. Because I look at the Josh Bell trade, and we traded away two. I heard they were they were pretty good. Two pretty good prospects. Um, who were they? I don't remember who on the spot, but they were they were mm -hmm. in the minors. They were relievers. Mm -hmm. 
and we got Bell. We we gave up them for Bell to the Pirates. And hey, Bell, something. Bell's been. He's had had a good second half of the he's season. One of the leaders. Yeah. Him uh, and Soto for sure. It's just that we can't give up young pitching because we need to develop them. You need to develop pitching. You need to. Um, I think that there needs to be a new system with your bullpen as well. Um, and what's something? And this isn't new in the Nats organization. We've always had for the longest time bullpen problems. Yeah. Maybe minus the year or two between the World Series when we had Doolittle and Hudson. Um, right. But I, 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 that's been something that's been going on. Look at a. I, I go all the way back in the mid 2010s and he's doing well in um la now we had blake trine and he wasn't good sure we talked he about him last week i think um i'm trying to think who else we just had guy after guy remember drew storen we thought he was our closer and then once we gave him all this money he just choked yeah so it's a common it's a common issue yeah clearly yeah we i i don't know if it's our pitch we, we've gone through different pitching coaches too so i i really don't know what the solution is to the nats bullpen <sighs> That's a whole, and I, and the thing is, you know, you, this is like the Yankees, as we just talked about. You know, you, you bring them in in like the fifth inning, sixth inning. Now you're relying how you're relying on them for how many outs? You're relying on them for like 12, 15 outs. And another note is when they come in early, the um, Nats had older pitchers, like a guy like Scherzer who pitches a hundred, almost a hundred through five six. Uh huh. I I, I I'm kind of curious to see as we go younger, like a guy like Josiah Gray. Can he give us, moving on, maybe six, seven innings where we don't have to bring the bullpen early because he is almost at 80, 90 pitches? It's a good point. I think the dude, I will say about Josiah Gray, I think he's the guy that can be your potential, your future ace. And, and someone else I like to ramp every week, Kate Cavelli in the minors. He's, he's still doing well. I, I think he'll be a starter next year. You think he'll be a starter? Where do you think he'll be in the rotation? With the way it's given the, you know, Strasburg will come back. Next year, yeah, right? but I don't know how long because every year, every year it's an injury. Oh, you're just assuming the worst. Like he comes back and then you know all it's of a sudden it's gets unfor- something. unfortunate. It just happens, so I'm used to it. So yeah. ideally, if we had Strasburg, he would be our one. Corbin would be the two. Ross is out for next year. I, I don't think he's coming back. Tommy John, no. Like the Yankees just brought up Luis Severino before he came on and started recording. The Yankees just brought up Luis Severino. He hasn't pitched a major league baseball game since 2019. Ugh. And that dude, and and, and again, I was I'm excited to hear about Severino because before the pandemic, I remember when we got we, we remember I remember when we brought him on the Tommy John or on the on the IL for Tommy John surgery, and they said he he wouldn't be back till 2021. I think Gray could be are. our three. Gray could be the three. Who would be the two and the one? Strasburg, an ideal situation. With Strasburg able to start the season, Strasburg mm-hmm. won. I I just I don't see them not putting Corbin as the two. I just don't. You think they like Corbin enough? He's getting paid all this money, and I I I mean that's my reasoning behind it. He's getting paid all that. We gotta put him at two. What do you think of uh, Sean Nolan? Sean Nolan. I, he, I'm gonna he went say to Japan, I, didn't he? I'm gonna say I haven't watched him enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's the other thing being up here at school. Uh, I miss I miss watching uh, the Nats every night uh, with Mass and not 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 up here. But I've not watched Nolan enough, so I, I don't want to give a okay accurate predict not an accurate prediction on him. No, because I was gonna say I thought he pitched decent to start because the Nats were playing a uh, well technically no because he was starting the night you know he hit Freddie Freeman. Yeah, um, he actually looked decent. 
And then, of course, hitting Freddie Freeman, I was like, ah, he's done. But I thought he looked decent. Like, he came out of the gate ready to go. I think that was different from guys like Finnegan, Wander Suero. I mean, I can go on. Get rid of Suero, please. Get rid of Suero? Yeah. Like DFA or just find a way to trade him? If someone wants him, I'll get whatever value we can get. Okay. Ideally. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's move on to Ethan's New York Mets. We'll get Ethan's take on that in just a second. Um, But the New York Mets, um, we know they're out. I mean, you and I have been talking talking about it, saying that they've been out, even when Ethan was saying they're not dead. Um, now they officially basically are dead. I, I think you can call them dead. There's no doubt in my mind that the Mets are dead. Um, and the way you got to look at this, it, they, have to, they have to start looking towards next year who they're going to re-sign, right? Yeah. And then do you re-sign Bias in that situation? You just paid Lindor all this money. Do you think Baez wants to go back to the the Mets is the more important question? Ethan brought up a good point with the friendship between him and Lindor. So I would would lean yes. That he wants to? Yes. But is he worth the money? How old old is he now? Javi Baez? He's... Um... Javi Baez. Javi Baez is... We're getting him right now. 28. He's only 28. Yeah, why not? I, I think, like you said, the friendship. Um, I liked it when he was in Chicago. Good teammate. Uh, I know, obviously, he does the thumbs down thing in the past, but I think he also brings leadership. What leadership does he bring? <laughs> I, I, I hate to take it a task on that, but I. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking about his Chicago days. Oh, you're thinking back to the Cubs. If, if he can grow, if he can grow up, yeah, like away from the whole thumbs down thing if he can grow up mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hard because like we said new york is one of the biggest markets right new york, mets fans aren't any different i'm assuming when it comes to this would they accept his uh, i don't want i don't want to call an apology but if he starts acting different mm-hmm. will their minds change on him i think it's gonna be like a situation like a rod and a rod didn't do this immature stuff when he was with the yankees but alice rodriguez had a very um you know, he let his performance uh, be the, you know, the key, the key point. And Yankee fans, you know, and he's still a polarizing figure. I think not polarizing, but you either love, you either love the guy or you hate him, uh, which I guess is polarizing. But, but you know, basically, you ask a Yankee fan about A Rod, you're gonna get, oh, I love A Rod. He's he's one of the best. And then you're gonna get some Yankee fans that are like, ah, you know, he's he's all the right. The whole steroid thing. Yeah, the whole steroid that. thing, and yeah, that's part Didn't of it. Did they boo him when he first came back? I think I'm not positive, but um, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I no. I mean, in my opinion, I still like a Rod. You know, as a person, you know, as a player, I think he did well coming off at the suspension as well. He certainly did. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know honestly, but but guys like a Rod are, I think, what Bias should learn from, at least. And I, it's much earlier in Bias's career than it was in a Rod at the time. So. Yeah, honestly, Baez needs to handle the situation. Uh, and, and I think he will. I think he'll be just fine with Mets fans. And I think the Mets fans, they are going to want something the best of the best. But it's just like the Yankee fans, right? It's it's like New York fans. Yeah, that's the thing. To your point. That's the thing, because the thing about New York fans, if you're bad, they want you out. Yeah, very quickly. Like like we just talked about, the impatience is is amazing. And that's not just in baseball. That's every sport. 
That's every sport. So you could, yeah, like you could literally name. I we just literally named off how many fan bases when we talk about impatience. How many fan bases in sports did we just list off? Three quarters of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a huge thing. All right. Well, we're gonna keep this. Um, Short. By the way, the Mets are basically out. By the way, we forgot to mention they just had a six-game losing streak before Sunday. They lost. They won their first game against the Phillies, and that was their first of seven. They lost six in a row before that point. After the Yankees, they beat us. Yes. After beating the Yankees, yeah. The Lindor three-run, the three-home run game, I believe. If I'm, if I'm remembering, yeah, Sunday night baseball. The the Lindor three-home run game, and then six more, and then six more losses in a row. And then boom, that was that. And then they and then they beat the Phillies. Um, but the Mets are dead, regardless. Um, we wanted to get to one more thing, and that was um, the I guess the bro of the week, right? Yes. Yeah, so, who's your bro of the week? So is it, is it only two of us doing it this week? Or, uh, yeah, we get we got Ethan's bro of the week. We'll, we'll play his in a minute. For Ethan. Shohei Otani. He struck out ten in a loss uh, days after he had a sore arm and they he was questionable to play, um, even doubtful. So I, I, I'm i not the biggest Angels fan, mm-hmm. but hey, good for Shohei. Yeah, I heard Shohei wasn't going to be pitching the rest of the regular season. Is that not yeah, true? Yeah, me too. And I, I was surprised to see that he did. I mean, the way you got to look at it, right, is that the Angels are not making the playoffs. No, so. they're not going anywhere. So why it's not? not really a huge, as long as you don't injure yourself worse, I guess. Then it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. All right. My bro of the week. It's not a New York Yankee. It's not a Toronto Blue Jay. And I certainly hope. I didn't hear Ethan's bro of the week yet. But. And I can't wait to hear his. But my bro of the week is none other than Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know if you heard. Uh, you, what, you, were, you were tweeting about him last yeah, night, right? I couldn't you believe were tweeting it. about him. Yeah. Because Trey Mancini was asked about. And I, and I love what he said, especially because I root for a team that benches guys and changes the lineup every single day. That's why I appreciated what Mancini said even more. Uh, but Trey Mancini uh, was asked about, you know, being on the IL for so long. And wh- and if there were any plans, you know, if, if he would sit out or anything like that. And there's no, there's no, I couldn't find any video for what he said. But, but um, all he said was, I had cancer. And that's the longest I, you know, that's the way I want to keep it on the aisle. How can you not respect? respect? Right. How, how can you not respect that? How can you not respect Trey Mancini? I'm sorry. That? I wanted him to win that home run derby so bad. It's just a great story. I don't hate Pete Alonso either, but I was rooting for Mancini. I mean, that that dude, I, you can't not like Trey Mancini. Such a good guy. Exactly. He's, he's great for the sport. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was tweeting about it. I, I couldn't, you know, I, I was amazed. Um at that because I'm not used to baseball players saying that sort of sort of stuff. That's, you know, so I don't watch the Yankees play every day very often. They are normally sitting, they get a rest day once a week. So Trey Mancini saying that um, was very refreshing to me. So that is my bro of the week without a doubt. All right. Um, what's that? I said, I said, that's just a solid choice right there. I, I could not go with Mancini, right? How can I not? Exactly. All right, let's go. Let's go to Ethan Dewar. Ethan could not be here, but he has prepared. <laughs> he has, like the like the um, very punctuate person he is. Ethan was very organized enough to to give us his bro of the week. Let's via hear it. audio. Here's Ethan Dewar. Boys, what is going on? Um, Justin, Tommy, Dom, I miss you guys. I hope everybody's doing good. 
our audience. I hope everybody's doing great. How about two weeks left in the season? Cannot believe it's coming down and some very, very, very tight races that we're going to see play out over the next two weeks. So I'm very excited about that. The best thing I saw this week, Dom, I'm so sorry, man, but how about those St. Louis Cardinals? They were like eight and a half, nine games back of the wild card going into the all-star break. Right now, they're on an eight-game winning streak, arguably the hottest team in baseball, absolutely doing it against the San Diego Padres. And can they hang on to that second wild card spot? That's something to look out for for the next two weeks. You know, as much as we're giving the Cardinals some hype by winning eight in a row, how about the Oakland Athletics winning five in a row, Boston Red Sox winning five in a row, and arguably the hottest team right now, the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they've won 18 of the last 22 games. Just absolutely unbelievable. When we record this right now, I know it's Monday night, but how about Salvador Perez hitting his 46th home run of the year? I think that's a single season record for a catcher. I'm sure you guys can cross-check me on that. Um, real quick update in my Mets world. Um, not the best of times. I think the conversation has really swung from you know what's going to happen at the end of this season to already beginning to look at next year I know there's some talks already about looking about bringing Billy Bean and Bob Melvin over from the Oakland A's so that's gonna be something that I'm sure we will talk a lot more about in the offseason real quick my final thing my bro of the week I don't think we've given a bro of the week from this team how about Cleveland the Cleveland Indians Guardians next year I'm going to give my bro of the week to Eli Morgan. Absolutely had an amazing start yesterday up in the Bronx. Tommy, I'm so sorry. But got the win his third of the season. Six innings pitch, six hits, one earned run, striking out three. He loaded his ERA below six. So shout out to Eli Morgan, a rookie for Cleveland, getting the dub up up uh, in the Bronx yesterday. One more quick shout out, something to look out for. Let's give some claps to Shane Boz, getting his MLB debut tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays. So definitely going to see how he fares tonight. And I think they're playing the Blue Jays, actually. They are against Robbie Ray. So that's going to be, surely, a very interesting matchup. Boys, I miss you. Hope you guys are doing great. And um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Let's go Mets. And uh, let's go Phils. Let's shake up the NL East. All right, talk to you guys later. No. Ethan Dewar right there. Um, first of all, yeah, right? No, no. Let's just have one team from the NL East go. Let Atlanta go. No. <laughs> Atlanta's won back-to-back. Do they go back-to-back-to-back? San Francisco gets one game. Are they playing San Francisco? I thought they already, they already played them. Do they still play oh, them? No, no, no. They're, they're playing Arizona. Yes, they go back to back to back. I got them I think beating so. Arizona. I got them beating Arizona tonight. Oh, they get Arizona? Yes. Oh, we're 48 oh and 101. Yeah, Worst record to leave. By the way, Ethan brought up um, something I forgot to mention, and I, I wasn't going to, you know, uh, dodge it. I'll acknowledge it. Garrett Cole's chances of a Cy Young in the American League took a huge hit uh, on uh, Saturday. Took a huge hit because of the, the performance he gave. And again, you know, I, I'm i the biggest fan of Garrett Cole. So I'm not, you know, these, these starts are going to happen. But... I love the way you're taking because I was just going to say that it happens to the best. It, it happens to everyone. It even happens, happens everyone. Even, even the top of the top. So it's just one game. But here's the thing. Everyone's so confident saying Robbie Ray's going to win it now. It's not like Robbie Ray is this perfect pitcher either. Exactly. And Robbie Ray's pitching for a team that can give him run support. Garrett Cole's pitching for a team that doesn't give him run support. You can't. I, I really hope um, that outing did not take him out of the running. It probably uh, most likely did, but I really hope something like that did not. I think the writers, and it's no secret, I think, I think most of the writers nowadays are, are I, well, actually less now. But I think you get a lot more pro Yankee. I think 
considering the writers are out of the New York area, a lot of the writers, and I know it's all around the league, but a lot of the writers are around New York, I believe. But, you know, they, I think it's more Yankees leaning. So I don't know if that makes any impact. And I don't even know. It just, I get that feeling. I just think it, like it's not a, something you can prove and say, yeah, for sure. But it's it's something that everyone has a, a bad outing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, you know, I don't know if the if it's gonna be enough to vote for Robbie for more votes to shift to Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray hasn't impressed me. I know he's got good numbers. Um, I know he looks he's having a much better year than he used to uh, in the past. I don't know. I went to run one game of Robbie Ray starting in Yankee Stadium, and we beat him in a doubleheader. So yeah, everyone has their bad starts. Um, like you said, and but yeah, like Ethan said, props to Eli Morgan. Um, that dude has a bad ERA, so to make us look silly as every pitcher with a six, six plus ERA does is no surprise. Um, so yeah, shout out to Eli Morgan. That's a uh, hell of a performance against the Yankees. Yeah. All right. Um, series of the week you're looking out for quickly before we go. Um, you know why not you know the phillies might be in the race i don't know if they will be soon but they they are they're playing baltimore will baltimore try and knock out the phillies will baltimore try i mean baltimore's played the role of spoiler have they not a yes. lot of the time yes that's that's why i want to uh, i'm going to keep a close eye on this series yeah it's do the phillies what is it two games now between atlanta and philly um, I believe so. That's gonna it's gonna be tight, dude. Well, I, though the Braves are seventy seven and seventy and the Phillies are seventy six to seventy three. Yeah. So that's Ugh, that's a this is a crucial series. Both of them. Well will the will the will the D bags try to spoil uh, Atlanta? This is what look out for the Baltimore watch watch who will win the NLEs. Watch the Baltimore Philly and Atlanta and Arizona. Well, the game's in in Arizona or is it in Atlanta? It's it's a nine forty first pitch. It's in Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a feeling. I mean, the Braves are the Braves can play just as well on the road. I mean, the Bla- the Braves can work. Um, that's a team that again the Braves are another team. They never quit. And like we say every right without Acuna. With, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we mentioned in the first podcast, they're doing it all without Ronald. Acuna. Nats fans like me are used to Freddie Freeman. We're used to Freeman getting hot. Yeah. And, you know, this is a great team. I'm, I mean, how do guys like Adam Duvall just come through like nothing? With two outs. Every time Duvall comes up, he just bombs one. Austin Riley, so good. Kudos. Kudos to the Braves. Kudos. Yeah, and I mean, the Braves don't have a lot of competition. Sorry, but, you know, in the NL East, um, they don't have a whole lot of competition so they can run away with this thing but yeah i think the braves are i mean the braves are going to win it now i think if they just keep it up they're three and a half ahead i think right so um yeah so much you know i i like the braves how can you not right yeah yeah i'd rather see them go than the phillies right yeah i i i would have to lean that way too um for sure yeah, it's, it's going to be a great race, um, but I think that will do it for us today, this week. We'll be back next Monday. Hopefully, Dom DeRosa and Ethan Dewar, or well, at least Ethan Dewar, will be here. Not sure about Dom yet, but we'll wait to see. Um, but yeah, always love, always love it. Thank you so much for listening. We are now on Apple Podcasts, by the way. Oh, let's go, finally. 
We've been on Apple Podcasts for about a week and a half now. Um, you know, give us a five star review, as always. Go review, go rate us, review us, subscribe. Go do all those things on Apple Podcasts because I know a majority of you have been dying to go listen on Apple Podcasts. So go do so. Give us a follow now. on social as well. Yes, Swing the Twig Pod on Instagram is probably the best page to go to in order to interact with us. But you can also email swingthetwig at gmail.com. Send us an email and you can, uh, um, you know, chat with the pod. Yeah. Hey, send it. Yeah. Send us an email. Um, give us your hot take. And uh, yeah, you and can. Maybe we'll even put it on the show. And we might even put it on the show. There you go. So, all right. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next Monday. And we will see you then.